KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. We did an episode a few months back on how plastic surgery was booming during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now we wanted to get an update, see if that was still the case. We also wanted to learn about something that's being called Zoom dysmorphia. It's a ripple effect of so many people spending so much time on Zoom calls. Now, like we did originally, we caught up with Dr. Stephen L. Davis. He is a board certified plastic surgeon based in South Jersey. Always a good conversation, very interesting. Give a listen. So to start, we spoke a few months ago, uh, back in the beginning, middle of the summer, and talked about uh, the fact that uh, once kind of New Jersey opened up, you were really seeing a surge in people wanting uh, procedures done. Has that trend continued here through the fall and into the winter? It most definitely has. And uh, recently, with, uh, I think, people really worrying that there was going to be a a second wave of a shutdown, I think more and more people have decided they better get in and uh, get things uh, in order for themselves, uh, just in case that would happen. Are you seeing the same trends you saw three, four months ago as far as types of procedures, what's driving people, stuff like that? You know, I think it's been pretty much the same stuff, but uh, interestingly enough, I think now that people have settled in with the idea that they really will be home-based, uh, either learning, home-based, uh, working from you know from home, or just uh, seeing like uh, from their company's perspective, this may be the way it is uh, till far into 2021. It's given them an opportunity to really learn how to live in this new world. So patients can come in and get things done without really thinking that they're going to have to really see anyone in particular. Um, they may be able to, um, uh, you know, do things at home that they uh, would not normally have thought that they would be able to do if they were still working. But now that no one might, now that no one's really. Uh, going on vacation, they're using this time, as I saw all through the summer, they're still on this like vacation-ish idea where they may be able to just do a procedure. Um, If it's something that they've been wanting to do around their face, they now have a mask that they can hide a lot of these things. And if it's something on their body where there was going to be a recovery, they can be back to work the next day because they're working from home. So one of the things that we reconnected with you is this concept that was brought to our attention and we started to read about called zoom dysmorphia. What is this? What have, what have you seen? What is described this? You know, the the whole world, the whole word of dysmorphia came from this body dysmorphic syndrome, which was really more of a, um, a psychological disorder or a, um, a way of thinking about themselves and uh, people thinking about themselves and and really focusing on body parts that were, um, to in their eyes, uh, overwhelmingly disturbing. And um, that's been something that we've known about for a long time. We we had Snapchat dysmorphia when people were looking at their phones for such a you know an inordinate amount of time, and then putting different filters on so that they looked a certain way, and that's the way they wanted to look. But now, this Zoom dysmorphia is really something that is um, incredibly uh, real. 
because we are, all of us, seeing ourselves uh, on Zoom calls and all these video conferencing chat rooms and things like that for an inordinate amount of time. And it does give you this opportunity to focus on yourself and your facial features and how you look. And uh, it is something that we're seeing more and more of an uptick where patients are coming in and they specifically um, are distraught over certain body parts, certain features. For instance, uh, I'm seeing a lot of patients that have come in to talk about their nose because I guess the way the camera sits in a Zoom call, it's so up front that you're seeing such um, things like uh, your nose or the tip of your nose just looks overwhelmingly large. Um, facial wrinkles and skin laxity, which you may not have really observed that closely if you were just looking in a mirror, but now when you're looking at yourself all day long on a Zoom call, we're having a lot of patients that are coming in for mini facelifts and laser procedures that we can tighten skin and make wrinkles uh, look smoother. Um, and that's just the beginning of it. I mean, we have patients, Matt, that are coming in and they, they see themselves um, in, in a way that maybe you would think about if you were really focusing, if you went to like a, uh, um, <laughs> a room somewhere at a, a department store and you were trying on clothes and that mirror happened to be angled in a certain way, all of a sudden patients may start to think, oh my God, like I really got to do something about my gut. I really have to do something about, you know, the way my um, skin looks and you're seeing it constantly. So we are seeing an uptick in almost every body part type of a surgery or even a non-surgical type of way of fixing it. Uh, almost um, like I, I've not seen anything like this in over, you know, almost 27 years of being in practice. It is a, an interesting um, way that the world is right now. How are you handling it, you know, between something that will make, I guess, healthy and unhealthy? Yeah. Between the person that comes and wants something that's legitimate and somebody that, is really dealing with something that uh, like that, that goes beyond just a, a normal concern? Yeah. So it's a great question. And that's really uh, at the heart of why you really, as a, you know, listeners and people that are really thinking about these things, you really want to seek out a plastic surgeon that will spend some time discussing what your concerns are as opposed to just jumping right in and doing something. So one of the ways that I believe that um, I really, um, not only have I enjoyed doing what I'm about to describe to you, but I think the patients have really enjoyed, ever since we were shut down in the beginning of March, I've uh, instituted a very thorough virtual consultation with patients. And uh, I think patients have really enjoyed it because from the comfort of their home in very you know private conditions, we can just have a very nice conversation about what it is that's bothering them. And I really enjoy it because it gives me an opportunity to kind of narrow in or discern right off the bat what it is that we're really talking about choosing to do something about versus not choosing to do something about it at all 
and it gives me an opportunity before they even come into the office, before they have to start putting the masks on and going through all the checks that we do now. So everyone is so safe coming into the office for a consult. I can really dial in with them what it is exactly that they don't like, how they, you know, first figured out that they didn't like it and get into this whole thing. Is it really like a Zoom dysmorphia type of thing or has it just been something that they've been thinking about for years, but it's just become more of an issue because now they can stare at themselves all day long. So it may really be something that'll make them feel better about themselves. And it really is something that they've wanted to do for so long. And now this is maybe giving them the impetus to do it as well as having the time to do it. For where we're dealing with someone that's dealing with the Zoom dysmorphia, what is, how do you approach that when it becomes apparent that what they're asking, I guess unhealthy is the word. Right. Where do you, where do we I'll go from you, there? Right. I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. So um, maybe about two weeks ago, I had a virtual consultation with a patient and she was very concerned about facial wrinkles and her neck in particular as, and the jawline. And I was seeing her, you know, um, through a camera, you know, doing my virtual consultation with her. And I said, you know what? I really do understand what you're talking about. Um, let's set up the, you know, the consult in person and we'll talk about either doing some facial fillers and lasers, which would be all like a non-surgical approach versus doing like a mini facelift and a neck lift. And that's something that I do want to see the person in, per in person to discuss this. So she came into the office and we had our in-person consultation and, um, what was very, very obvious to me was that when I gave her a mirror to show me what she didn't like, it was difficult for her to point it out to me. And she had to go onto her phone to show me the image that she sees all the time that made her uh, decide to come in to talk to me to begin with. And that's where the divergence, if you will, happens. That's where you start to pick up the fact that in a real life situation, looking at a mirror, looking at a person for real versus having that camera maybe distort certain things, it really wasn't as bad as she said it was. And I, you know, have um, a way of saying to the patients, I think you're throwing yourself under the bus because I said, you look actually really, really good. And what you're talking to me about that bothers you is a very, very simple fix. It wasn't a surgical thing at all. And actually, it was something we did right then and there with just some very easy injectables. And it made the world a difference to her. And that was it. So I think it's, it's a really interesting uh, scenario. It really is an interesting thing to see that when you really point it out to them in a real live situation, it really may not be as awful as they may make it out to be, but they're seeing themselves in this kind of a Zoom way on a camera all day long for hours and weeks at a time. And when they finally come in to talk about it and they really have to point it out to me, it's a little different. Is this kind of a, a new thing that we're going to have to deal with going forward, even past the pandemic, you think? Has this opened uh, or is this something, how do I want to put this, that what drives people to this may have been driven to think this way eventually 
It's just that the Zoom opened this particular window. Am I making sense? Yeah, I, I think you are because here's the thing. Like we know that anxiety and depression has really seen a very large uptick during the periods of the lockdown and the quarantining. And we've also seen a lot of patients that have come in because of hair loss and acne, like skin breakouts, also due to this anxiety and this feeling of depression. So I think surrounding all of this stuff that we're talking about today with this Zoom dysmorphia is a real thing that's going on, which was probably started or the impetus of it was the coronavirus and this whole lockdown and, you know, quarantining. So those things, I definitely think that when patients can come in and realize that I actually have a fix, I actually have a way of making you feel better about the way you look, and hopefully that'll translate into making some of the anxiety that you may be feeling be alleviated, having maybe some of that uh, feeling of just that depressive type of feeling, especially with the winter months coming on. If you can look into that Zoom camera, if they're coming to see me and you feel better about how you look, that's the whole reason why I went into this plastic surgery world to begin with, is to make people feel better about themselves. So we've seen this, to answer your question, Matt, we've seen this all along in plastic surgery, where if people felt not great about their appearance for whatever reason, plastic surgery has been there to try to make people feel better about themselves so they could do better at work and just be a better and more positive individual. But I think that this has created a, a world where we're starting to shine the light more and more on self-improvement on doing things, not just from a plastic surgery perspective, but doing things about self-care, you know, realizing that if there is this pandemic going on now, and God forbid there's another one that's in the future, what can we do now to make our nutritional aspects as great as possible? What can we do to make it so that we're as healthy as we can be and feel and look as good as we can be? Because who knows you know, what's coming down the pike. And I just think um, self-care and things like that has basically risen to the top of that checklist of things that are priority issues for so many people now. How much have the last six, seven months sharpened the tools in your toolkit? I mean, obviously you're a very fine surgeon, but therapist isn't the word I'm looking for, but sounding yeah. board. Has this enhanced how the importance of the consultation, you talk about these Zoom consultations, like has the arrow pointed more toward that that becoming a much more important of what you do day to day than maybe a year ago at this time? Absolutely. And I got to say something, Matt. I mean, this has been probably one of my strong suits all along my career is that I've really enjoyed uh, sitting down and talking with patients and trying to discern with them uh, what was the what would be the best approach for them to feel great about themselves? Is it a surgical procedure? Is it a non-surgical procedure? Do you need to continue to lose weight before having your surgical procedure? That's been like my mantra, like from day one, is to really 
enjoy the consultation with these patients, enjoy being part of their, uh, almost if you can imagine, like part of their family and part of like their, their, their whole makeup of understanding that it's not just going to be the surgery that we may do, but it's going to be potentially having them bring their mom in because um, they noticed that their mom was starting to develop a little skin cancer on their forehead or something, or their daughter um, uh, wanted to talk about something now that she's becoming a, like a teen and going into college. So it's been that way for me my entire career. And that's why I really think that my practice in particular has really blossomed from the standpoint of using these virtual consultations and these virtual meetings to kind of set the stage of um, what kinds of things can we do as an ongoing thing. And I think that, you know, what you were talking about, Matt, kind of brings up a very interesting point in that aside from, and again, people may have thought like this before, but I think it's starting to change a little bit, which is some people I think used to think that I'm going to get this one operation. And after I get that operation and I look this way, I'm going to be set. I'm good. I'm good to go. And I don't really think I need to come back to see anymore. But what we're really starting to realize, and I think this pandemic is really highlighting it, is the fact that there are things you can do whenever to get started on this road to making you feel and look better about yourself. And you're going to continue to age. And if you could start the process of trying to do it in a really graceful way, you may be very, very, very thrilled with how you get into your older ages and how well you look and all of those things. That's, you know, and it, it kind of highlights why if you try to go online to try to buy some home gym equipment, Matt, it's not easy to find anything since the pandemic started. And I think it's because not only are gyms, you know, more difficult, you know, to get into, but people are also realizing I better start doing something to stay as healthy as possible. And along with those lines are things like skincare, um, maybe getting a laser treatment on your skin once a year, maybe doing some injectables of your face like Botox and facial fillers and not think that it's gonna be like a one and done type of a procedure. Maybe it is something that I have to stay up on and keep up with just like I would be if I was training or going to the gym or trying to stay healthy. It's not just I'm gonna stay you know, eating healthy this week and next week I'm going to jump off the wagon and go back to what I was doing. I think we're starting to see more and more people when they're thinking about self-care, understanding that, you know, the role of that plastic surgery practice can be something where you're starting to do this thing that we started calling pre-juvenation, where we're really starting to think about ourselves uh, at an earlier age about what we can do to try to age gracefully, look better as we're getting older and realizing that it's like a marathon type of thing. It's not going to be quick little sprints. I think it's more about staying on a regimen or doing something for the long haul so that, you know, you improve over time. And my final question, do you have any concerns as we see more of the Zoom dysmorphia with doctors that don't take the care you do in talking and connecting with the person do you have concerns overall in the industry uh, about that combination? I do. And the reason, uh, which is probably very obvious to most people and for everyone listening to the podcast, 
is is the idea that if you're that person that's running into some um, office to just get a quick fix about something and you really haven't looked into it well enough and you really haven't uh, spent the time finding out about who the person is that's going to be doing your procedure, either being an injectable, a surgical procedure, a laser procedure. If you haven't really looked into that, you should. If you're going to be that person that's just going to try to run in so that you feel better about yourself uh, and you want to try to get a quick something done, just be careful because there are a lot of people that um, do some of these procedures and uh, they realize that there is such an uptick in these procedures that I'm pretty sure that everyone is um, busier with the same patient population. And if you are one of those patients, just you know, do your homework and really make sure that not only is it the right place for you to be going, number one, but number two, is it the right procedure that you really should be getting? And when you go to these places, is that person trained to do all the different types of procedures that could be in that basket of things that you know you're asking about because sometimes you may be going into a um, you may be going into a, a, an office or something like that where they can only really do one type of thing and unfortunately that may be the only thing that they can offer you where as opposed to if you went someplace that gave you um, multiple things that you could choose from be it surgical, non-surgical, all of those things, it may give you a greater opportunity to really see what's the best thing for you. So I think that was a great question. I think everyone should just be careful and realize that there are so many different ways of going about improving not only the way you feel about yourself, but there are so many different ways to you know make yourself look better. And not, if not only just with face, it could be your body, it could be hair, it could be so many different things. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.